0: Hey folks, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get as seen by as many eyeballs as possible. You can also directly support Sex Talk as a super fan on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com/slash sex talk with Erica Miley. And for just the cost of a cup of coffee, y'all, you should know I love my coffee. <laughs> you help sex talk with editing, hosting, and getting the word out to others just like you. Help to spread curiosity about sex and keep the knowledge bombs dropping to everybody that has or wants to have sex. And a big thank you to those of you who've already become super fans. You're rock stars, and I so appreciate you. That's patreon.com slash Miley. All right, let's get into the episode. Sex talk with Erica Miley. Because sexuality is tough. tough. And okay, sex just isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Erica Miley. Hey, folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. Uh, Y'all, I brought you some real nerd shit today. (laughs) Real wonderful. I brought you Ola Midnitska, CEO and founder of sex tech from Berlin, the one and only conference where deep tech connects with the internet of all the sex things. Many of my listeners know that I am quite the nerd myself. Video games are one of my pastimes. I love nerdy things like Star Trek and Star Wars. But I have never really, in an earnest way, seen sex and tech put together in a cohesive way. And you've done that. I th- I personally think you've done that beautifully. And you have this wonderful story. Thank you. And I could just sit here and talk and talk and talk. Thank you for just being here. Thanks, Ola. I appreciate you coming.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. That's a real pleasure. Thank you. So this personal t- story that you
0: ha- that has led you down the path to shape yourself, you as a whole person, as a sexual person. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. I Actually, uh, I'm often really enjoying to talk exactly about this story because, as you just said, it's sort of important to know how you're shaped as a sexual identity and what does it mean to you if Mm. the sexual identity and sexuality in whatever broader picture cross one day your professional life as well, which happened clearly in, in my life. And there's uh, no accidents, like co situations that had to happen that way in my case. Mm -hmm. The story started in uh, one of the post-Soviet countries. I am a first child of very young democracy of Poland. I was born in communist time and I experienced the transition from the communism into the first baby steps into democracy. But when the systems are changing, it takes decades for societies to adopt to new values. And those values are later on be implicated in educational systems the society as a whole and so on and so on.
0: So you grow up with a country that was growing up.
1: I grew up with a country that's still, I would say, it's still in this very baby steps of growing up towards democracy because it's only mm-hmm. 30, that even 30 years of that process but that's a great metaphor, actually. Yeah, we started together. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yes, we totally started together. I, I think that's a beautiful image of how we are culturally shaped. And they're deeply connected for you and how you are here today. So when did the journey towards sex tech really start?
1: It really started from the very first understanding my very early age of being, I don't know, 14, 15, that something doesn't work well with the Equality of rights, of the uh, position in female, uh, female from the perspective of the role in society, uh, female from the perspective of the reproductive health, uh, female from the perspective of pleasure, because no one back then was even there to say that there is a zone called female pleasure. And did you have a right to A, experience that, B, not feel ashamed. C, not being judged. Yeah. And that was very, very strongly. It still is, I have to say, uh, developed in the mentality of a people from the East, you know, and the more Catholic church suppress you as a society, the more suppressed people you have, but less educated.
0: hmm. Oh, we in the U- U.S. know a little bit about that, too. We, we absolutely know.
1: I, we we share a lot. I We definitely share a lot of that, you know, in that regards. And, and that was suppressing me because as a very young girl, I understood that I just can't have sex, you know. Mm-hmm. I just can't have sex without having a boyfriend, without being labeled that this guy is zoning me. Mm-hmm. So I belong basically to this dude by the fact that I just want to have sex. Because otherwise, if I would do that, if I would liberate myself freely and say... Oh my God, I'm 17. I just discovered the first orgasm and I want to have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I'll be, of course, labeled as a slut, as a whore, as, as a girl, the girl that no one would like to hang out with. That was raising up something in me that led me in the first steps to be just activist in the first position. I started to recognize there are female communities and they were very much subculture because they were really belonging to beautiful times of a hardcore, grindcore music and DIY kids and straight edge culture, you know. And,
0: yeah. and I, like, you
1: know, I was lucky to be part of this growing culture in my, uh, my country. And it does really open up a lot to me. And then I understood back then when, whenever we were going for protests or when we, when we were, you know, organizing some actions um, writing zines, like illegal newspapers, stuff like that, that I knew that I don't know if I'm going to end up in art, I'm going to end up in science, I'm going to end up in tech, or whatever I'm going to fucking end up in my life. I'm always going to keep those values.
0: Yes. I think when you come from these punk rock places, like you just, the zine culture, the resistance that you're raised with is just, it stays with you. It stays with you forever. And I was definitely, especially around middle school, that punk rock culture was deep in my bones too so I understand that that you could it really sounds like this connection to you you watching what's happening especially for women that oh I want to have orgasms I want to have all of those things and I don't think I should be punished for that you smelled that out early in your life
1: because I was lucky enough to end up in those communities. And you know, and for me, it was a super empowering moment when we could see the guys on stage screaming for female rights. Yeah. And, you know, the moment when you understand that they're guys also, like supporting you, and are not ashamed to say that they're feminists. Mm-hmm. And they're on your side for your rights. That was really the beginning of me and myself, also as my sexual identity, because then I understood that there's many people in this world i will meet in the future i will travel i will discover new cultures you know but i will have this base in me wherever i go yeah. and when i think what started about sex i mean sex tech back then there was nothing like sex tech of course but right. i'm thinking about the base of understanding how important female rights and equality rights and abortion la- rights and uh, contraception, access, rights were important for me back then already. And that kept growing and evolving in my future projects in life, I guess. (laughs) I I just,
0: I can feel, as you're describing this, I can feel the straight line from punk rock through feminism and watching it on stage, bringing it into your own life and your own soul and your own values, and then how that developed throughout your life. When did it would you say that you really started to kind of develop more of a voice and being willing to speak out?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's also a lot of important aspects about the learning of minorities Mm. because in the times of our school education, forget that we ever had sex education. I mean, even today, the sex education is the poorest aspect of all the societies because there's never enough funding. There's never enough uh, politicians who would like to reform this area and so on. Back then it was the same. So not much changed in those 30 something years, but the concept of understanding the society also consists of minorities and the minorities are often not heard because they're, they're never going to be loud. Because no one's going to give them the microphone to say what they want to say. It was also very important uh, for me uh, to observe and learn, and especially from understanding of LGBTQ and how hard, how hard it is for those communities still in a lot of countries in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. Here, I mean, and you and I were talking before you started recording that where we here in the U.S. have, have definitely had a, a parallel experience, and we're still. We are still reckoning with how we have harmed people of color, how we have harmed the LGBTQ. I've been recently on TikTok. They've been there's this trend of the LGBTQ community calling themselves the alphabet mafia. I was like, I am here for this, the alphabet mafia. <laughs> yes, okay. Let's do that. So, but how did you get to the place where you thought, like, what what brought you to being the founder of such a you just bringing these two things that so wonderfully need to be together we need to understand our human story through sex and then how does it interact with technology how did you get to that
1: i was working in the deep tech area for over a decade in my life uh which meant i was um, working my work based on the support deep tech startups from a lot of different angles of it like a big data, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, sustainability, and so on. Bring those startups to the market, matchmake them with the corporate partners, and develop the best in the innovative technological solutions. And, and you can imagine this is also very often this nerdy world is often very male-dominated. Mm,
0: and very misogynistic in a lot of ways.
1: And very white skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Often, the people who code, the people who are behind the big data, they're often often from the same class of society. They're often male and they're often white and they often have the one way of thinking. And because coding is still not an elementary schooling, as a, you know, as a mathematics or a biology accessible to everyone, that's how we still are. And that's how it is for me working in that field was always very inspiring because I love to discover new technologies and how they serve to to people and how they can make our life better but in that journey i heard the first time about the connection with artificial intelligence and sexuality five years ago and that was the product uh, harmony ei which is the product of the robotics company and that was the sex bot back then uh, the newest version of siri and alexa could not even compare to what harmony could do but that was robot Designed also, of course, for sexual pleasure, but in a way also as a companionship. And no one wanted to talk about that product. No one wanted to have it on the stages of all over the conferences. Nowhere. It was so taboo, stigmatized, you know. And I found particular interest in that. And I started to study this particular product myself as a researcher. And then from there, I started to discover that there are technologies already called like bleeding edge, like cutting edge technologies that are, are developing uh, something very, very interesting. And that was, I think, the first, first years when term sex tech started to be shown somewhere, but still not really, like nobody back then knew what it is. Is it porn? Is it like porn Pornhub with sex tech? Like what those people do? Are there sex workers that, I don't know, other webcam people, like w- what's that? People were confused i was confused and that's why i started to to reach out for the all the people i could potentially found from that area people who are product designers of the sex toys or own their companies how they develop those sex toys to be more technologically approachable what changed in the sex toy sector why now we have so many you know new products in the market but we didn't have anything 10 years ago and how this all uh, sexual wellness industry started to add technology on the top and started to create a new product. Mm-hmm. And imagine there was a lot of females. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, excuse me. Like, this is amazing. Like, so actually this particular segment already was covered by females, female founders and product designers. But I think that says something about
0: us <laughs> as, as leaders of wanting to break a lot of these chains, wanting to express ourselves in a different way and being, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, like being a little unafraid and maybe being a little punk rock. Let's pull that right in because that's right. Part of your life. Yeah. Like, how does that kind of punk rock attitude <laughs> play here in sex tech? And then it was exactly I found a
1: space, you know, and I yeah. found a space where there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot to do. What's most important? There's a lot of technology that needs to be developed—a technology that is not serving for human pleasure, but also for the reproductive health, uh, female health, for the all wellness part, sexual well-being part, which is super important. And I was like, just give me a minute. I'm there because I know that this is my space. Like I work in tech for so many years. And this is something that I can say the sex that came to me as this, you know, very fresh wave of some revolutionary heat. It was was a time when I sensed there's a lot of space for female voice, for femininity that was kept from being in the first position for decades. If you look at the adult business, for example, so I was feeling this is innovative. This is worth of me now transfer from one angle to another and start to develop something on this this side.
0: Hey, quick break from the action. Sorry for interrupting y'all, but it's important to acknowledge that life has become seriously difficult for many of you these days. With the world feeling chaotic, I mean, I don't know about you, but a pandemic sure did it for me. So many big feelings about all of it and the state of our world. It's impacted our daily lives, it's hindered us from planning, and interrupted our mental and sexual health. I just want to take a minute to remind you that I'm not just a sex nerd. I'm a mental health therapist, and I have a team of other like-minded, badass therapists that are able to help you out. All my therapists are experienced and have been trained around sexuality, along with direct consultation with me if they need it. My mental health practice is completely online. So you can stay your butt at home and you don't have to park anywhere. It's really great that way. <laughs> With the lighter restrictions because of the pandemic, we're able to serve more people all over the United States and expats living all over the world and immigrants from all over the world. Just head to mentalandsexualhealth.com and sign up for a free consultation. I'm adding more highly trained therapists regularly, all comfortable. We' talking about sex again that's mental and com okay, let's get you back to the show I think it's an incredible and and does show like that that deep underwater river that runs through you of, <laughs> of belief in in just equality and wanting to be able to do and feel heard. Much like everybody else out here in the world. Right? We, just want to, we just want some orgasms, y'all. Like this isn't tough. So, like, if we were to break it down for for folks who are listening who who've never really come into contact with sex and technology, other than like the spaces you're talking about, like in in porn or or camming or or whatever the case may be, like, can you break it down like what the sex tech conference really is that focus? What is the focus of the sex tech conference?
1: So basically, the sex tech industry is, uh, in a very short sentence, the industry that enhances technology to develop human sexuality. So we are covering a lot of a lot of uh, technological development in the ranges of various categories. So starting from. Uh, immersive entertainment, going through artificial intelligence, then educational platforms and apps for adult and uh, different ages, uh, sex education, supporting therapists and medical communities by exactly giving them access to the technology so they can use it with their final customer as well. And then, of course, all this big segment and sector of innovative and beautiful sex toys that we have finally accessed these days that also, of course, refers to e commerce, which is the place and the platform. Thanks to e commerce, uh, things change beyond the point of recognition because now we, we can ship those beautiful products all over the world and in intimate and safe way. So, basically, what we do in this conference, we bring professionals who are working in this industry from all of those umbrella of things, different categories, we put them together. And we support their business and their development in technology so they could grow together as a big ecosystem, be better and create better products. And we search for innovators in the field. So we work very close with newbies and startups in the market. We match make them with the investors. We, we help them to pitch their product to the corporate partners. Basically, what we really do, we try to create ecosystem in this industry. I'm
0: hearing the creation of access. That is what I'm hearing from you is this creation of access of being able to take expertise and put it out there in a world so that we can all access it. So how do you think sex education matters here?
1: <laughs> because that's the first.
0: I think that's first step, right? Like I think shame deconstruction starts with education, right?
1: I love your thinking because this is the fundamental part which is always under-invested, which is always kept in the dark corner and the politicians and administration professionals are never put enough attention to it. And if they want, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how our technology will be developed, how amazing pro- what amazing products we will develop. Mm-hmm. If we do not educate from the young age about a self-awareness, self-acceptance, Pleasure as a in its own terrain, a pleasure for pleasure, not because of a productive health, but you as a young body, this is your anatomy and this also gives you pleasure. Please feel free to not feel ashamed if we don't, if we don't have systems for that. And tools, we have another generation educated on the porn hub. Then we have another generation that in the very late years will start to break the taboo to, to purchase this beautiful product that we just designed, it means the sex toy or app or platform or whatever, whatever, whatever. This is another generation of taboo, of stigma, of shame, of uh, lack in communication between the partners, cheating issues, ending up the therapy if you're lucky or because you, ha- you can afford or you have the therapist. So the sex education is a base why we can't support this from the tech side because no one at the end want to pay for it yeah we can create platforms to educate parents we can create platforms for like global education but we as a product innovators we create products that we put on the market and the product needs to get the investor and the product needs to be sell that's why the customer and this product should be administration level governments that invest in the local communities and schools for those exactly tools that we are ready to make. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. We need it. We need it so badly. So badly. I, like you said, like shame is the dictator that gets folks to try to find any kind of information that can support them in any way. But oftentimes the information they access doubles down on that shame, especially if all your only education that you ever get is porn. And, and porn's great, but it's performance, not... Nah, Education. That's the trouble here, when, especially when people are watching that and go, I can't move my leg that way. <laughs> Why can't I do what I see on that TV? Am I normal? <laughs> you know. And then this- Am I normal? Exactly. Exactly. So I do want to make sure that we touch on like, I mean, we are sitting here in the middle of December as we record this and we're all still dealing with COVID. And I know the conference state of the world has changed. I went from going to do conferences this year and speaking conferences this year to have to do everything online. What has that been like as far as organization and creativity for you and your organization? It
1: was a hell.
0: (laughs) Best description, hell on earth.
1: Mm -hmm. Welcome to hell. I mean, yeah, it was unpredictable hiring, exhausting, uh, draining everybody and making everyone crazy process. Because as far as you can, based on the business strategy, marketing strategy, when the times are normal, in this case, you can't. On the regulations, which are practically in our case we're changing every two months in Berlin because there were like governmental regulations, there were local regulations, there were international regulations like that clearly are not stable and you can't foresee what's in the corner. This you know this this process of creation was all the time on the edge of burnout. For me personally, personally this year ended mm-hmm. and as for an entrepreneur as a person who leads this project, and I'm not ashamed of talking about my, my emotional weakness, it ended with burnout.
0: Oh, I'm with you. Like we're, I'm sitting here. We're sitting here together. We are in our comfy clothes. I can't, I can't, by the end of like, I would say like three o'clock, I can't think anymore. I'm right there with you. I'm burnt, burnt the fuck out. And it zaps your entrepreneurial creativity. What was that like for you to acknowledge?
1: Yeah, I mean, you see, I'm also this type of person is very, very like fight till the end. I really have these capacities in me. And I really, you know, I can be kicked in the ass and I get up. There's that punk rock. (laughs) I can shake off from traumas of that type quickly. But problem is that when you kicked too many times and too hard, it can break you. And you need to also have this, this entrepreneurial safety, whatever project you you do, to tell yourself, look, you've done 100%. This is fucking COVID. You could not do it better. And if, if this is the best lesson for me, really, from this year, when I'm in the moment of evaluating how it was, how hard we work as a team, how fucking hard we work, how many times we failed. that All you can do after that is to say to yourself, thank you that you survived. (laughs) yes (laughs) we survived we're are surviving because we're not done yet we're surviving and your team survived and you survived and now you're gonna have a christmas and you don't think about it till (laughs) next three weeks (laughs) because then then it's back
0: (laughs) then then we're back at trying to manage all of the the existence in the face of this And, and and i think I'm really glad that you're talking about how things change so rapidly and how you heard that, because I think, I think our listeners across the world need to hear that this is our shared experience, that if your libido's down and you're not interested in having sex, it's
1: a big part of it is because of this. And it's all right. <laughs> the best thing is it's also okay. And you're normal. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: you're normal. Oh my gosh. So I just, I feel like it has been such a blessing to get to talk to you and I really want people to be able to find you and find what's happening for you in the world. How do, so how do people find you in this, this crazy ass world we got?
1: Sure. The easiest way is of course, to reach us by the website, which is sxtecheu.eu. You can also search our brand by SX. This is not sex, it's SX. That's important. you um, mm-hmm. on the platforms as twitter and the instagram and linkedin as well and my uh, name is ola Mizinska, but you can also reach me by ola Tech eu on the instagram so yeah feel free to reach out and and ask us any question about the tech and sex and covid and whatever comes to your mind we're here <laughs>
0: right it's like we we're sitting down over here that's all we can do Thank you. thank you. Thank you so, you so much, much for being here with me today. Folks, everything that Ola mentioned will be in the show notes for you to be able to find easily. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> yes. For selfie-ing. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for sticking around and we will see you next time.